Hi, everybody. This is a fresh new episode of Osprey Observer TV. Your host is always Johnny Torres. And joining me as always, Marie Gilmore, bringing you the best and the greatest of what's happening in our community. And that includes some of the people that make this community go round and make this community such a great place to live. Marie, who's our guest today? We have an excellent guest. It's actually someone I've known in this community for over 20 years. Wow. Our guest today is author, father, grandfather, pastor's husband, and general overall calmness for the Osprey Observer and the Christian Voice, Derek Mall. Welcome, Derek. Hey, Marie. It is so great to be here. I can't believe it's been such a long time since we've seen each other, but um, I know what John is doing, but you look younger than ever. Oh, you are so sweet. You are too sweet. So I think I was a baby when we met. Yes, you were 12. I was 12, obviously, yes. But just over 20 years ago, and we had a lunch at the brunch where you were writing business profiles on interesting business owners in the community. I was. For the Tampa Tribune, the good old Mother Trib. And we had such a great working relationship that you said, hey, I think I can get it across my editors to feature the community paper. And you did. Oh, that's right. I'd forgotten. I actually wrote a feature on y'all. I can say this now, but it was at first they they, (laughs) and and the editor, my editor at the time was like, well, why would we want to give any credibility to our competition? And I said, no, this is a community this is what's going on in the community. It looks very interesting and exciting to me. And I wouldn't be fulfilling my mission because I wrote both a column for them, but also this thing on community leaders and businesses. And they talked about it and they said, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Because really we are collaborative. And in, in our view after 22 years, and of course now we've lost our, our trib and honestly we've lost our daily paper because you know, I subscribe to the Times and I receive a newspaper twice a week and the other five days it's online only. So is that it's detrimental to our community? We as print journalists need to support each other because we are out there covering the news that no one else is going to do. And really, we never were competition for the dailies because we're a free distribution hometown mm-hmm. community paper that's only going to cover good news. And here we are 22 years in and still still trucking, still printing good news and still writing. But you actually came on board with us as a columnist when we purchased the Christian Voice Monthly, which now, of course, is is online and, and absorbed into the Osprey Observer. So now it's going to be direct mailed into homes in the Osprey Observer newspapers. But we kind of adopted you because you were a columnist for the Christian Voice for quite a long time. So tell us about that experience and and what you write for us. Well, gosh, so much. Um, First of all, though, I just want to comment about what you said about journalism. So important. And we live in an era right now when um, journalism is is under fire. Um, We live in, I guess, what's called the post-truth era. And people are suspicious of, of, of journalism. But every journalist I know that I've ever worked with has been interested in finding out what's really going on and and letting people make their own judgments. And so Kudos to you for keeping this going. But yeah, what I write for you um, is is a column which is my attempt to keep myself in a conversation in the Tampa area, but also to keep people's hearts and minds 
in the right place. Because even when I wrote commentary for the Tribune, my goal was to put it in a faith perspective. So say I'm writing for everybody, but I also want to include a scripture verse, something to get people thinking more deeply uh, than themselves and the immediate surroundings, but to see how the big picture fits in with what we're up to. And I've found it, for me, it's it's easy because there's always something new and exciting in, in God's word, which is relevant to what's going on in our world. Um, if only we listen and pay attention to one another. Exactly. And you bring an, an aspect of joy as well, because it's always sort of lighthearted and an easy read, not heavy, not, I, I want to, I hate to use the word preachy, but it, it doesn't feel that way. I appreciate well, that you kind of take an everyday circumstance mm-hmm. and relate it to faith. And in that way, kind of find the collaborative tie-in. And so I really enjoy reading your column on a monthly basis. And oh, what are we writing about this month? What are we writing about this month? In fact, <laughs> literally, as I was waiting in the waiting room for this, uh, it popped up. Um, it's the 12th, which is when I usually send something. So it'll be the 13th. Okay. Time. <laughs> uh, but yes, I'm, see, I blog every day. And um, and there's, so I've always got my thoughts in this direction. Blogging is how I warm up my writing engine because uh, I don't get paid. In fact, I pay my blogging host to keep advertisements off. But it keeps me in people's consciousness and it keeps my writing engine warmed up for when I, I do professional things. And I still write for a number of different uh, outlets and uh, still write the occasional book. Well, and tell me about your author background. You are a published author, five-star, award-winning. You've got a great profile of books. Tell us about those books, Derek. Well, that's interesting because as most writers know, everybody wants to write a book, but you can't get published. And what's interesting is my publisher, Upper Room Books, who are associated with um, Upper Room Ministries, part of a United Methodist Church in Nashville, they came to me. Um, I'd written some devotionals for their magazine, and then they were talking about, well, what do we need to publish next year, whatever year that was? And somebody said, we need something for men that's not confusing Christianity with hardline politics, because there tends to be a a way in which men's ministry becomes tied up with um, a political stance, and Jesus doesn't care who you vote for. Uh, But that wasn't very evident in a lot of men's ministry material. And so they asked me, because I'd written about it in a devotional, what do you think men need? I sent them some bullet points, and it became my first book, Get Real, A Spiritual Journey for Men, uh, which then led to several other titles. So I was fortunate uh, in that regard and have continued to really focus on writing for men in a lot of my work. Okay. And tell us, obviously, your accent is not North Carolina or <laughs> Florida. So tell us, how did you come to America? Oh, wow. Well, my accent is from the South. I grew up in the South of England. Okay. And, uh, so I... I came to America in 1975 for two weeks. Okay. One, oh. thing, one thing led to the other. One thing led to the other. And I th- do you think they miss me by now? I think I think you might have noticed. Yeah, I think um, um, you know, the Queen, even before she died, she probably defriended me on Facebook because I just wasn't. Oh. 
But I ended up meeting people, going to university at Stetson University over in Deland, and that's okay. where I met Rebecca. And by the time I graduated from Stetson, I had already um, begun to carve out a future here in the United States, became a citizen in 1985. So I am really only, what, 38 years old as an American. Um, so, yeah, um, every time I go to England now, I carry my American passport and go, even though England recognizes dual citizenship, I've never been that comfortable with that. So I'm an American. 100%. Well, there are linguists that say that the reason or the origin of the Southern accent was really a slowing down of the British accent. Yes, you're correct, John. In fact, yeah. I had to learn to slow down and articulate so that people could understand me. From my part of England, people tend to speak fast and uh, and with not great articulation. So um, coming to America certainly improved my speech. Well, then I was a teacher. I worked with um, children in the school system for 20 years. And uh, you've got to be understood, especially if you're working with yeah. middle schoolers. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, that, that can open up a whole nother conversation. Well, you have got a great array of experience to dip into. And tell us where you're based now because you tried to retire. Rebecca was going to retire. Your 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 wife is a pastor yes. and you went to Wake Forest, North Carolina for the last 10 years where you've had a wonderful, wonderful experience yes. in your church home. And she was going to retire. And then two weeks later, she took another assignment. So where are you now? So right now we're living in Tarboro, T-A-R-B-O-R-O, which is 65 miles east of Raleigh. Um, so we're renting a house over there um, because we believe that if you're going to be a pastor in a community and a family, you have to invest yourself in that community like you do through the Osprey Observer. I know interim or short-term pastors who, who just commute, but we weren't going to do that. So we rented an old house in the historic district of Tarbra. It's a, a wonderful old town, just 10,000 people. So it's got not just that southern charm, but it's it's got some of the rural aspects to it. And people are so welcoming and so friendly. But it's culturally, it's really a gem. Um, I describe Tarbra as, as a country or as a, um, a town which is, is self-confident, uh, classy, and doesn't have much humility. Um, they know who they are. And the church is strong, and the the town is the county seat, and it's really a, a gem. We're having a wonderful experience there with with the church and getting them ready to call a full time uh, permanent pastor, hopefully uh, this time next year. And we well, see how wonderful. And you are all... oh, go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead, Marie. I was going to say you're already living the dream that most of us have, right? We want to retire a little bit further north where there's maybe a little bit of seasons. Oh, seasons, yes. The idyllic small town just sounds great to me because raising my family in Lithia, Brandon, Valrico, Apollo Beach, Ruskin has been fantastic. I wouldn't change it for the world, but we're missing that small town charm. So we really enjoy Plant City because it has a downtown core yes. and it has the boulevard. And we're really enjoying that. So saying, oh, where do you live? Well, I live just east of Tampa, kind of southeast Hillsboro County. You know, we don't have that. So I really love covering stories on Lakeland and Plant City because they have that core. 
And that just sounds like the idyllic town where you are now. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, oh, there's a butt. Go ahead. I've I've got to then give a a boost to Brandon. We lived in Brandon for 17 years. And what an amazing community and and what amazing people there. So it may not have small town charm, but it has charming people who who are wonderful. So, But seasons, what a great idea. Florida should try that. (laughs) Oh, no. We would never raise our family anywhere else. We absolutely love our community. We love getting involved in our community, but I just miss that little downtown core. We kind of sometimes call Winthrop our downtown because yes. it's got that walkability and right. that they do markets and they do great things. So it's here. We have the best people ever and we are 110,000 people and growing mm. and we've got everything we need to make a great family community. But Excellent but I think you're living the dream and we appreciate you writing for us and continuing to send your columns in and we appreciate your partnership. So tell people how they can get a hold of you, Derek, or your blog or your website. I think the simplest way to find me is derekmall.blog, D-E-R-E-K-M-A-U-L.blog. And that's that's where the action is. That's where you can see what's going on pretty much every day of the week. And great photography on that blog. That's one of my hobbies. And and what a beautiful hobby to have. That is wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for what you share with us and our readers. And we can't wait to see what your next column will bring. Hey, my pleasure. And Johnny, good to meet you. And Marie, what a pleasure to speak with you. You Same too, here. Derek. Thank you got to do this more often, maybe an annual. An yes, annual catch-up. <laughs> Okay. Have a great afternoon, Derek. Take care.